What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another ESL podcast. Oh my god, today is a very, very, very special day. You know what? I got one of my partners in crime over here. We <laughs> recently just met. She is a magnificent individual. She's a life coach, and she's from Romania. You know what? Ramona, thank you so much for tuning in. Oh my god, I sent you. That was pretty cool, huh? You are just... <laughs> You're just something else. I am crazy you are as full hell. Of energy. <laughs> That's beautiful. You bring so much happiness into the world. You just, I don't know, you're, you're, you are aware of it, obviously, because you're sharing it, which is amazing. You're just beautiful. Thank you yeah. so much. So, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy I'm here. And I'm so happy I can, I, I get to talk about Romania. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. There you go. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about cool. yourself tell us a little bit about yourself yeah so as you were saying i am a, i'm a life coach um i'm also a romanian in ireland <laughs> and, and, and i live in ireland oh, oh right okay 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 so um i came here around eight years ago but um let's go back to romania a little bit i suppose um I oh I always loved languages. I love languages, but in in, in particular English. And I always wondered why, because like in school I wouldn't every other subject wouldn't be of interest necessarily, but English I always loved. And then just to realize uh, a few years ago, like a year ago even, that I was learning I was learning English mm-hmm. just so I can escape Romania, <laughs> which sounds weird. Now right? why now why do you but, want to escape Romania? Right. Um, I was really I didn't like I didn't feel like home in Romania never mm. um, until recently, until very recently when I actually came back a month ago. I came to write of my book, and I realized that I do love Romania. But I I had this idea for my almost my whole life that I Romania is not home. It just didn't feel like home to me, and that was because what was happening inside myself my inner inner um insecurities and anxieties right. i just felt that like romania didn't, didn't allow for me to be me uh, you know I but understand. yeah yeah <laughs> and so then you ended up uh studying english how long did it take how's the study um you learned english of course out there in grade school in romania right yeah, I started when I was, uh, how old was I? Well, I was seven. Okay. In school, we started English. Yeah, we started learning in school. And my teacher was amazing. Obviously, she was really good at what she was doing as well. So she nice. instilled this passion in me for, for language. For, for language. But then, like, nice. I did English from so uh, first grade or second grade till, like, I don't know, high school you know i finished high school so it was almost 12 years of uh 12 years of just english right Right. um obviously not only english but for me that was my main subject and obviously we did french as well we did german Mm. at some point because i i picked that um uh profile kind of in high school i went for languages but they never appealed to me as much as english did for right. some reason i mean for this reason because then i decided after um a really uh, 
uh, well, let's see, experience, a, a re- not very nice experience. Right. Um, yeah, I went into, uh, like I was emotionally <laughs> down and I decided I moved, I, I'll just move out of Romania, you know. Okay. Um, I, mm. So I finished university in Romania and then I went, I just went to Ireland. My brother was in Ireland, so I went to Ireland. So I kind of, for me, that was an escape. I escaped Romania. But what's interesting about, um, I don't want to go like into this deep, uh, deep emotional thing that I was going to go into. Mm-hmm. Before that, if, if we're going to talk about it, I just wanted to say that what, what was interesting also is that um, all these years I was living in Ireland, I realized that um, I had the chance to go back to Romania for holidays. So I went over to, um, with my friends, we planned a really cool holiday and we went over and I started this Romania with different eyes. I, I've seen some places that I never knew existed, you know. I realized how beautiful Romania actually is. But I, what's interesting is that I, I didn't see it while I was there. I had to, it, it was necessary for me to move countries, to be able to be grateful for what Romania has mm. to offer and for, for what Romania is, right. you know, for, 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 for its beauty. That way. Wow. So after, <laughs> it's interesting when you actually left and you went back, you realized, oh my God, look how beautiful it really is. So exactly, exactly. That's that's very interesting. So what what appealed to you this time? Was it everything? Was it the culture? It was the scenery? It was this? It was that? Like everything came into fruition and everything made sense? Yes. In a way or another, everything made sense from one point of view, from the beauty of Romania, let's say, because obviously I've heard about those places before when I was living in Romania. Maybe I visited a few of them. Right. But I've never appreciated them you know um uh. so when i went back and i saw them with a diff- different eyes because i knew i wasn't going to stay there i was going to go back to ireland so i was there to visit you know i was there as a tourist in my own country let's say so i saw it i saw it um as something that is not um eternal let's say <laughs> eternal I don't know what word it is, but I didn't see. I, I saw something that is going is going to end because I was gonna go back to Ireland, right? Because Ireland was home back then, right? So that's why um, I could see its real beauty. And then again, when I because when I'm in Ireland, um, when I when I went back to Ireland, I visited a few places there with some of my friends that came to visit from Romania. Some of my friends from Romania came to visit Ireland because um, I was living there then. So we went to the Guinness factory and saw the Guinness factory and then uh, between other other places that we visited. But that is quite a, an attraction point in Dublin. When you go to Dublin, a lot of tourists would go and, and check it out. And just to realize that a lot of my Irish friends didn't uh, had never visited huh. the Guinness factory, you know, right? And maybe they lived two blocks away from it, you know, but they, they were never interested to see it because, you know, it's there. It's always there. It's like right. So <laughs> you know, only tourists visit that, you know. Right. So that's only just an example, though. 
Wow. Okay. Okay. So then was it very difficult for you to blend into, of course, the Irish culture? Of course, I've worked with Irish teachers and I think they've been just amazing in general. I just love the Irish and I love the Scottish too. Uh, And, you know, I actually got one of my biggest mentors. I didn't know he was a mentor at the time. He was the one that persuaded me to do my first ever personal development podcast, which I still do today. And he's the one that picked up the best. He knew that there was greatness within me that I couldn't see. And I remember he said, you know what? You're not utilizing all your skills. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, you have a radio voice. Do a podcast. And so that was the beginning. That was the beginning of everything that, you know, my life just completely turned around. Uh, 2015 being introduced to that and putting everything into fruition, the beginning of 2016. So again, man, Ireland holds a really soft spot in my heart. But how about for you? You know, you know, you being out there and saying, you know what, I'm going to go to Ireland. Were there any problems? Were there any cultural, you know, things that you had to get over? Was it, you know, nice in general? How was it, you know, when you just had to basically acclimate or just get used to a, an entire different environment different from what was yours back in Romania wow Arsenia, that is beautiful that um, you have a soft spot for Ireland as well it's just interesting how, yeah. how uh, <laughs> things happen <laughs> I know. it's amazing how we connect in that way yeah. yeah so yeah no because I remember I was saying that Romania didn't feel like home necessarily so when I came to Ireland it just instantly felt like home for me to be honest I haven't felt any, um, I don't know, tension from the locals or any, I don't know. You didn't feel any, any right? Any, negative, any negativity, to be honest. No, even though Romanians would say around me, oh my God, yeah, because Irish people maybe sometimes, uh, um, they can't be maybe, um, they'd use, they would use heavy words that I don't want to use right now because I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that way. I felt accepted, to be honest. Nice. Um, I yeah, I felt I felt like home. It felt like home, and Ireland was the beginning of my spiritual life, of my spiritual journey. Wow. Uh, that's where I took uh, my first philosophy course, evening philosophy course, and I was introduced into meditation, and I started meditating like. Wow, there you go. Um, my first year in, and I felt I always felt this about Ireland, Arsenio. That is a very spiritual country. And no matter where I'm going to be, if um, like I have a feeling I might not um, be there for too long, I might be in a different country, but whatever I may um, settle, Ireland will always have a, a place in my heart, definitely. It's just beautiful. And it's, uh, it's, it's people. Ireland, right. Ireland's people are just so warm and welcoming, you know. Mm. They are beautiful people, you know, and I felt I felt this. I felt it definitely. And are there any like, um, let's say, like in terms of landscape, you know, I every time I think of Ireland, I close my eyes, I just see luscious, just green, just emerald, emerald green landscape with these beautiful castles. How is it out there, actually? (laughs) And that's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, oh, I'm good. <laughs> so you're living in a really cool reality there, Sonia, in your head. Like your your head is quite. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I got on, a you know? good I got a good imagination. How about the food? What's up? Yeah. Irish food? Don't they eat? Uh, they have a famous soup. 
a famous soup. They have a stew, right? They have a lamb stew. Mm -hmm. They have, I don't think like their main, uh, <laughs> their main, main ingredient is potatoes. And actually there was a joke <laughs> when I had a friend of mine sent the other day and, and he was saying that uh, seven, it was like an ad in a restaurant, like a no, early, early bird, main uh, seven course Irish meal. Um, it was six pints and one potato. <laughs> <laughs> they always, yeah. you know, what's so funny. Yeah, speaking about potatoes, um, it is funny. I just taught speaking about potato. I just taught about that speaking skill just recently. Uh, but, anyways, um, there was a, a teacher, right? And one, and there were two teachers I work with. Teacher Amy, she asked Ray. She's like, "Hey, so do you guys eat nothing but potatoes out there?" And the guy to the girl, okay, he's like 46 and 22. He's like, would you like me to kick you in your teeth? <laughs> I was, and she looked at me shocked. I was like, damn, he's going to kick you in the teeth. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, man, those are good times, man. That's yeah, I guess people so get mad, funny. huh? No, but that is true, though. I mean, and and they have such a such a special sense of humor. Irish people, they I do. think it's quite similar to Romanian. To be honest, I find it quite similar. Romanians would would get the Irish jokes very, I don't know very quickly. Uh, they can be like it's a very very specific humor, you know. And some people might get offended by their humor if they don't understand it, you know. But they're in reality they're harmless, even though their history says. <laughs> They might might have been at some point quite uh, maybe violent that way. Right. But right now, I just see them harmless and they're so lively and they're so funny. You know, they have such a great sense of humor, if you ask me. And but uh, food wise, I don't think there is like a a specific. Th their food is very simple. They don't use a lot of condiments, stuff like that, salt and pepper, potatoes and just meats kind of ham and lamb and stuff like that so they're quite simple as well as human beings they don't require a lot to be happy and uh which is which i think is amazing you know right man that's cool <laughs> where else in, uh have you been to wales i haven't been to oh, wales okay. actually no okay okay now where else you know what we were talking about just before i started this um what is it? Romania, Bulgaria, Belarus. Oh, there we go. Okay. So <laughs> have you been to Bulgaria, Belarus? Now we mentioned Albania. I think it's very interesting. I get some podcast plays from Albania and I'm like, Oh my God, Albania. Oh my God. You know, and, <laughs> and people actually, they believe that, Oh, Romania. Does that, you know what? To be honest with you, Ramona, I'm going to get mm -hmm. way off topic. I'm going to stop that conversation yes. and move on to another one. There, was a documentary back in 2002 on HBO back out there in Las Vegas, Nevada, where I lived. And it showed these poor Romanian kids and they were sniffing something so it could take away their appetite. They were homeless. And this was out there in Romania. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is a very long time ago. But you can imagine a 14-year-old watching something like that. That ultimately becomes his subconscious. And then anytime he thinks of Romania, he thinks of those very emotional events that he watched in the documentary. So 
tell us that yes. Romania is nothing like that, please, so I can <laughs> do away with those memories. <laughs> Even if I would tell you so, Arsenio, because that was such an emotional, uh, it had such an emotional impact on you, you'll probably still still believe that, you know, uh, at some sub- subconscious level. I don't know, something must happen, something... I know what could happen for you to change your mind that way. Mm. But I think it's not important necessarily. It's, it's, I think what's important is to realize that every country has um, its own downsides as well as, as well as the good, good, beautiful aspects, you know. Right. And I think I've never heard about that, to be honest, about that, um, what you've watched mm. years ago, well, 15, 16 years ago. But um, I... Definitely, Romania has poor, poor children and poor families. You know, yeah, I couldn't deny that. Too. I couldn't that's say everywhere. that's not true. You know, yeah, that's everywhere. It's definitely true. Sure. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, again, it's kind of like you know, when I wanted to go to Bali, right? <laughs> and of course, Bali had the Bali bombings back in two thousand and two or two thousand and three. So this guy, yeah. this guy I work with, he's like, you're seriously scared to go to Bali because of something that happened 15 years ago? If that's the case, Arsenio, you can never go back to America because of what happened in New York. And I'm like, wow, that's a very good point. <laughs> and so when I ended up going to Bali and just saying, you know what, I'm just going to go there. If I blow up, I blow up. Of course, that's ignorant. <laughs> that's ignorant me, right? I realized that that was still to this day the greatest vacation in my life. Those were some of the most unbelievably gracious human beings I've ever met in my life. And I, anytime I think of that and relive those memories, I just feel bliss. I feel you, uh, just a utopic feeling because they were just so – oh, my God. I remember when I was born in the plane, I started crying. You know what I mean? So – Oh, man, that's a side story. So, yeah, never you got to experience everything yourself. So tell us. So tell us where to go in Romania. If it's my first time. Hello, my name's Arsenio. You know what, Arsenio? I think I I know what you might need for you to change your um, emotional uh, reaction to Romania. And I think is travel. I'm planning to do do, uh, some um, retreats in Romania, like in the mountains and the the very beautiful uh, areas of Romania. Obviously, um, and I've asked, I've asked people on my Facebook page and people, um, there was an incredible response to that, like a positive response. And a lot of people from uh, the States as well would be interested to come over and, um, and visit. Well, it's not like a visiting, it's not necessarily a visiting um, idea. It's more like a retreat or like a spiritual thing as well. But obviously, um, you get to feel that r- raw, unauthentic Romania, mm. which I believe uh, Romania still has that. Um, like when you think of all the European countries, most of them have lost um, their authenticity because of the because of the way they needed to be kind of normalized in a way or another or balanced or I don't know, you know, they needed um, some kind of, um, how do you call it? <laughs> I don't find a word. Yeah, but yeah. Romania, I know. what I'm saying yeah, is I Romania is still quite authentic that way. And no one can find some beautiful things that way. So I might let you know when we're doing that. You might be interested to experience Romania in a different way, you know? <laughs> mm, yeah, I was actually thinking about going on a European tour next year. 
Uh, I have a friend named Vart out there in Armenia who I actually brought onto my podcast. Uh, I was thinking Georgia. Cool. Have you? Did, have do you hear anything about the country Georgia? No. no. Do you have any experiences? No. Well, the thing, it's so funny that you said that because a guy that I recently met at my gym, he actually went to uh, one of the international schools here. I saw some of his pictures. He's like, yeah, man, you should go to Petra. Petra is, of course, out there in Jordan. And he showed me yeah. the pictures. And I'm like, oh, my God, I need to go there. Oh, my God, just remarkable. Whoa, that's like a 5,000-year-old history there in Jordan. And then he's like, yeah, man, I oh, went to yeah. Georgia. And I'm like, you went to Georgia? He said, yeah, I love Georgia. I said, do the people speak English? He said, yes. I said, oh, <laughs> my God. Have you seen the language, the Georgian language? It's like all flowers. It's one of the very few languages on this planet that actually have those types of symbols. It's beautiful. So, yeah, man, I'm really? just so intrigued. Absolutely. Oh, I really have to look into it. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it would be – it's quite close to Romania, actually. Yeah, I could that know right? that you'd mention it. You know, it's it's probably not far from Romania. It's, yeah, it's here. So when you're going on your European um, – Tour. <laughs> tour. Sounds like – You should definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds – because I would love to go to, of course, Croatia. What is it? Al- Albania just really draws Bulgaria. my interest. Bulgaria. Albania. What do you What do you think about yeah, Bulgaria? You know I've been to Bulgaria. I have been there to the seaside, which is like years and years ago, even before I, I came to, before I decided to move to Ireland. Um, I went into a vac- vacation. I went to holiday in Bulgaria. And wow. we actually shared the same sea. We shared the Black Sea. Nice. And with Turk. And yeah, but um, yeah, people would say that. It's be- you're better off not to bring your own car when you go, you know, when you travel. <laughs> oh, is it like that? Out, out there in Bulgaria or Albania? Bul- Bulgaria. But you know what? I think they're just... Um, Damn. It's the, it's the same thing, Arsenio. I think it's just if you believe it, you know, it's the same experience that you had before you went to Bali. You know, I think it's the same question. Exactly. You can ask, you can ask yourself the same question with... Each and every one of the countries that people say they're they're dangerous, you know, they all have their beauty as well. And if you if you're going to to to, to look find that, yeah. if you're going to look for that, you will gonna you're gonna find that. Absolutely, you know? that's what I I completely agree. Like I've that again. I went to Vietnam, and of course, mm-hmm. with all the stories, I came here to Thailand the first time six years ago. I thought they were gonna try to kill me in this country. I <laughs> thought it was that dangerous, and you know what? Guess what? With that impression and what I believed, my first day in Bangkok, oh my God, there were people following me trying to solicit crazy services and then started cussing at me because I didn't want to buy anything. It was dangerous as hell. And of course, why do you think it was dangerous? Because I attracted it because I already thought they were trying to kill me before I came here. ridiculous so exactly yeah what what you actually put in your mind uh and whatever you perceive before you even get any of the facts your subconscious doesn't know if it's right or if it's wrong and then you recreate that into a reality so of course you being a coach uh and of course this will be the last (laughs) one tell tell everyone a little bit about what you do 
Uh, but yeah, that's that's a very good point, Arsenio, that you made, and I believe I totally believe in that as well. That we we just attract what we believe and what we think about every Absolutely. day. And I yes, I'm a life coach. I'm a hearted coach more. So I mean, I work with um, mostly men to balance to balance their, uh, but not 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 only, but would be just um, my main idea. My main idea from which I work. Um, is the heart. I believe that um, everything can be healed and everything can be better in our lives mm. if we focus on our heart a bit more. You know, I just believe that people are, are so so caught up in the mindset and, and, you know, which is very important, obviously. We're just talking about it right now. But I just believe that people have forgotten to follow their hearts. Mm. So the idea behind my coaching is balancing balancing the two a little bit more you know so that people can find purpose in their lives um and fulfillment rather than just um acquiring material things you know exactly. so that's pretty much yeah yeah that's what it's all about in my coaching that's awesome. So again, guys, this is Ramona. She's a coach. She's uh, <laughs> born and raised, of course, in Romania. And she ended up trekking all the way over there across the sea to a place called Ireland. And you found your bliss there. Uh, do you plan on leaving anytime soon? I don't know. I don't know. I, I might go and look for the, the leprechauns at the end of the rainbow first. <laughs> I'm still trying to search for them. I thought they dropped 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's good. No, I mean, I'll do the, that first. Yeah. Yeah. I think connections, uh, living vicariously, hearing people's perceptions, although some of them are bad mm. and you could discard those bad ones. It doesn't necessarily affect you. But connecting with everyone, I mean, when I actually met you and we started exchanging, you know, voice messages and stuff, I met another guy from Reunion. Do you know where Reunion is? Mm, it sounds very Spanish or I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. It's uh. Well, I first found out about it. I thought it was near France. This is an African country just west of Mauritius, which is near Madagascar, which is near South Africa. And so that connection, when I feel like I'm in every corner of the world, and this is why I love bringing people on from all around the world, just to just to feel the connection with people from all over a world without borders. That's what I truly believe in. Wow, that is amazing. And I'm so happy that we did this today, Arsenio, and I can't wait to uh, check out all the other the other podcasts that you have with people from around around the world, because I believe in that connection as well. And if uh, if I can hear a little bit about what you do, and I, I just know you do amazing things for people anyway, you're just such a light in people's lives. Look at that. A sense of humor that you have is just amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Don't make me cry, <laughs> Ramona. Don't make me cry this evening. No, but I really do appreciate it on a serious note. Um, again, I didn't know I possessed this. There were there was only one professor uh, that told me about nine years ago. She said, "Hey, Arsenio, just to let you know, you can't teach a personality." She's like, "What you have." You have a gorgeous personality. And you know what, Arsenio? It's going to take you a very, very long way. 
And I never really understood that because I went to Australia two years later. I felt that I was out of place. I thought I had too much personality. I thought I had to be boring to fit in. And luckily, I experienced that over a year before coming here to Thailand and everything flipped right upside down, which is an entire different story, which, of course, I'll talk about in more on another podcast, you know, but it's just amazing. And I, I honestly appreciate it so much. Um, and again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on and talk to Mr. Black Knight over here, man. That's cool. <laughs> It was my pleasure. Absolute pleasure. You're, you're a great guy. Oh, you are. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, thank you. And guys, with that being said, I'll definitely, if Ramona wants me to, I will. I love saying that. Ra- oh, that sounds sexy. <laughs> if Ramona wants me to, I will put, of course, her links. And if you want to see what she's doing and what coaching and everything on her end, you could go on ahead and get in contact with her. And with that being said, guys, man, you already know who it is. It's Arsenio with the Arsenio ZSL podcast. Stay tuned for more. Over and out.